you could ever need, starting right now. Hey, how's it going? You're listening to The Water Break. I'm Sign. I'm here with McLean and Will, and we're going to bring you our usual sports news. Uh, I guess we're going four sports in four minutes, and we'll just start off with basketball. So we're in the heat of the NBA playoffs. Haha, <laughs> that was a pun because the Heat are actually out already, so um, they, they made it to the finals last year but this year they just got swept by milwaukee in the first round which is crazy and so in the eastern conference all the first round series are done most systems that got four wins kind of dominant victories there and so um in the uh semifinals we're gonna have uh for the conference we're gonna have philadelphia versus atlanta and Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. So those those are two really good series. Trey Young, I mean, he's an up-and-coming rising star against Joel Embiid. And then, of course, everyone knows Brooklyn. They're a super team. they got Kyrie Irving, all that. And uh, the Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, I mean, these series on the Eastern Conference are looking really cool. But the West hasn't really been decided that much because uh, the only series that has finished up is Utah versus Memphis and Utah just had a dominant victory 4-1 and um the other series are all really hotly contested right now so both la teams are actually down one game so the clippers are down to the mavericks 3-2 and the lakers are down to phoenix 3-2 which is crazy like last year no one would have really predicted this kind of outcome um but i mean i guess this is a weird year and your portland trailblazers they're just kind of the pacific northwest team they're also they are down to Denver 3-2, to two, but still all of these series are within reach for the teams that are down. And yeah, the playoffs are really heating up, so we'll have to see if LeBron can carry his team past the Suns. The Suns are a solid team, and LeBron's kind of carrying right now. But uh, we'll just go on to Will for some hockey. Yeah, uh, the playoffs also underway in the NHL, and we're already out of the first round. It seemed to pass just like lightning. It was so quick. You see what I did there with the pun? Yeah, I see. I'm, try- I'm trying to keep the theme going here. Um, but yeah, the Lightning ended up passing uh, the first round. They had a really solid series against the Panthers. Um, 
On the other end, we also had Vegas-Colorado squaring up in the second round. That's probably the best matchup we've had so far. Uh, That's a really dynamic one. Those are two of the best teams coming out of that side of the NHL. And I think the winner of that series is probably going to win the Stanley Cup. And right now, it looks like the Colorado Avalanche, who are currently undefeated in the course of the playoffs. They swept through the Blues, and they are currently undefeated against the Golden Knights. They just have such a crazy team. I was watching a bit of that Knights uh, Avs game last night, or two nights ago, and uh, the Avs power play is ridiculous. The amount of star power they have, even on their second unit, is so crazy. And uh, Vegas likes to take a lot of penalties, which is looking like their downfall in the series right now, because um, Colorado was able to capitalize on those opportunities early and get a couple goals in. They ended up winning that one in overtime after crushing them in game one. Um, On the other side, you have Montreal and the Jets up in the north. That's a really good series. There was a big fight and uh, injury at the very end of that game where Jake Evans was injured by Mark Shifley on a really late somewhat dirty hit uh, straight to the head left him out cold on the ice and they had to stretcher him off Uh, so hopefully he'll be doing better and be able to return at some point during the playoffs Um, as for Shifley I think if he's not suspended for the rest of the series I think he's probably going to be just destroyed by Shea Weber of Montreal Canadiens in the next game Uh, because Shea Weber is a pretty mean dude anyways that's about it Uh, we'll go over to McLean for football uh, yeah, it was a pretty quiet week in football. You know, it's the off season, so there's not too much happening there. Uh, we're all pretty quiet on all fronts. There's been no action. I don't know how much more I can say that there's not there's not news. Uh, yeah. In uh, in baseball, however, it was a pretty eventful week in baseball. Nobody got no hit for the first time in a hot minute. Uh, but the all-star ballot did just open up so fans are now uh, able to vote on what players they want in the all-star game for this market for the mariners fans that's likely going to be mitch hanniger kyle seager and yusei kikuchi who are going to appear on ballots last year there was no all-star game so the mariners didn't send anyone obviously uh, but, you know, the top heavy Mariners, we pretty much know what we're going to get. All of the other contributors, other than Hanniger and Kikuchi, have really missed too much time uh, to really get that all-star consideration. So we should see that. Uh, it should also be pretty interesting to see the turnover at some key spots. Uh, the American League will be starting a different catcher other than Salvador Perez for the first time in a long time because he's not on the ballot. So we'll see turnover behind the plate at the Midsummer Classic, which will be held in the hitter's paradise that is Coors Field in the middle of summer in July. So that's your all-star game, everything you need to know. If you're a Mariners fan, you should go to MLB.com and vote for Mitch Hanniger and any other Mariners that might have made the ballot. I assume Kyle Lewis made the ballot. Uh, too in- he's been too injured. He doesn't have enough oh. games. Unfortunately, mm. the reigning rookie of the year is not on the ballot for outfielders. That sucks. It's still impressive the Mariners have done as well as they have without him for what it sounds like most of the season. I don't follow baseball that much, so I wouldn't know if that's like a very difficult task considering just the rest of the team. But yeah, that sucks. 
Well, yeah, it's 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 honestly really impressive how the Mariners have been able to cling to even a 500 record with them rolling out pretty much a triple A roster. I mean, everybody's missed time. The only guys who haven't, you know, been injured for significant lengths of time, uh, Hanniger and Seager. It's wow. uh, yeah. it's pretty crazy. But yeah, uh Actually, I lied about uh, Mariners being on the ballot. Evan White is actually on the ba- on the ballot as a first baseman. Uh, he is the oh, last wow. guy on the ballot. <laughs> I've never heard so, of him. Yeah, in in phase one, you can vote for pretty much any starter. It's mm. there's there's not a lot of Mariners high on the list. I'd say other than Hanniger, the guy with the best chance is probably <sighs> J.P. Crawford, who since getting healthy and retaining his grip on the on the leadoff spot has been able to hit all right he's hitting about 250 just two home runs on the season but for a contact hitter that's not really his forte and he's coming off of a season where he just won the gold glove as a shortstop he's only made two errors so far this season which is pretty good that is very impressive yeah yeah uh it's a it's a pretty stacked ballot um there's a lot of there's a couple of former Mariners on the ballot. Mike Zanino is on the ballot as a catcher, longtime Mariners catcher. If you guys remember him, maybe. Yeah, I actually remember watching him a bit for the Aqua Sox. Yeah, um, so he's on the ballot, and so is. Yeah, that's he's the only one on the ballot in the American League. Uh, in the National League, there's some other Mariners, former Mariners on the ballot. There's Tyler O'Neill, the once top Mariners prospect, wearing Cardinal Red now, hitting 281, 12 homers, 928 on base plus slugging. There's Cattell Marte, who was a part of the trade to get Mitch Hanniger, Gene Segura, now wearing the Diamondbacks uniform. Guillermo Heredia, who's been able to hit his way to a starter's role in Atlanta following the injuries they've had in their outfield. Heredia was a fourth outfielder on the uh, 2018 Mariners, the last time that they were really close to contending. But he walked in free agency, signed on with Atlanta, and was, you know, rode their bench for a while. And this season, he's been able to hit his way to a spot on the All-Star ballot. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's wow. there's been some ex-Mariners who've had some success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot, especially with bad teams. They always get such horrible luck when they trade away or uh, don't sign their some of their good players that oh. underperform. Oh, I'm a Cardinals mm-hmm. fan. I know this problem. My cards traded away Sandy Alcantara to the uh, Miami Marlins, and he is now <laughs> tearing it up. Oh, uh, that's rough. Uh-oh. It's kind of painful. Kind of painful. I mean, also, that... Randy Rosarena, oh. the uh, the outfielder for the, for the for the Rays, he almost won them a World Series after the after the cards traded him away. That literally just happened to the Canucks. Uh, They didn't re-sign Tyler to Foley, and he ended up scoring. uh, He was leading the league in points for like the first month uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, wait. Speaking speaking of NHL, I heard that the Seattle Kraken actually have the second overall pick in uh, the upcoming NHL draft. So, uh, Will, who do you you think who do you think they're gonna take? Uh, well, to be honest, it's still kind of up in the air. Uh. As of right now, the consensus number one pick is looking like it's going to be Owen Power, um, and the Buffalo Sabres have that pick. But the thing is, um, Owen Power is a defenseman and a really good defenseman, but they might not pick a defenseman because the Sabres are already kind of uh, D-heavy with Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, they need probably another guy to help out um, 
Eichel. So that could possibly lead to them not taking a defenseman. And although Powers is a really good player, I do think there are other guys too. Uh, I'm not too familiar with some of the European players, but I do know that Maddie Beniers and uh, what's his name? Kent Johnson are both two and three, and they're all really good players. I know I've seen Kent Johnson play for the Trail Smoke Eaters, which is up in Canada, and now he plays in the NCAA for University of Michigan. But he's a really good forward. Uh, Berniers is the same. He actually just helped Team USA win an IAHF World Junior Championship a little bit ago. Um, so for the Kraken, I think getting a, if if Power were to drop to second overall i think that'd be awesome i think we could really use a good uh leader and i think he's got a lot of potential um but honestly i think this is a fairly it's a pretty decent draft class um i think the best we could probably come away with is veneers or power um but i don't i don't know if power is going to drop for sure yeah that's really that's interesting it's an interesting draft class. Yeah, there's also, uh, for the Canucks, they ended up getting the ninth overall slot. And uh, Quinn Hughes' brother, uh, Quinn Hughes, by the way, is one of our star defensive players. He's pretty young players. The brother to Jack Hughes, who was another first overall pick. Um, Quinn Hughes' brother, Luke Hughes, is projected to be fourth in North America for the prospects this year. He's a player coming out of the national team development program, uh, U- U-17 team. Uh and he's bigger than both of his brothers. And both of his brothers have had pretty decent success. Quinn more than Jack, but Jack's still a first overall pick. I think there's a lot of potential there. So I think that's probably the biggest sleeper pick. And if he could somehow drop to ninth, because he's only fourth overall in the North American, if the if the European prospect somehow managed to come ahead of North American guys, I, I think the Canucks would have a decent shot at getting Luke Hughes, Hughes, which would be huge for their team. I think he would be a great addition. And I think with his brother on there, that would kind of incentivize both of them to stay mm-hmm. yeah for sure and wait i this is just a question for i think it's a question that a lot of uh seattle radio listeners have so where exactly are the kraken going to be playing their next season climate well, pledge arena climate Let's pledge go. arena um which is sponsored by amazon with the whole climate pledge thing they've offered like a, a billions of dollars to climate change this is one of their projects and climate pledge arena is supposed to be a pretty cool arena the name isn't too catchy i think they could have named it amazon arena that would just sound it cooler um but it's a good concept overall and it's going to be in downtown seattle where key arena used to be it's actually a yeah. pretty big arena from what i've seen and what i've it looks pretty nice um but it's obviously not finished right now it will be in yeah. a couple of months and i think by then uh they're they're talking about like a lot of stuff with like only biodegradable cups straw like all that sort of stuff in their stadium um so it's more than just um the name and i think i'm i'm really proud of them for doing all that stuff and for helping the city of seattle kind of work to um to prevent climate change i gotta say i um I know Climate Pledge Arena is a common like punching bag for the name, but we play with Lumen Field and T-Mobile Park, okay? It's not like they had a lot of competition. That is cool. And CenturyLink sounded so much better. I liked CenturyLink. CenturyLink wasn't yeah. bad, but really since the Kingdom, we haven't had any cool names to stadiums. Okay, well, I can guarantee you the Kraken's Rink is going to be known to uh, everyone as the Crack House or the Crack Den. Yes. Yeah. I don't think sure. I don't think the fans are just gonna label it uh, the Climate Pledge Arena. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. yeah, no I way. think they might go down a different route. Um, uh, but it's yeah. 
It's supposed to be pretty cool, and actually, they've made a lot of progress. I follow the Kraken on Instagram, so I'm constantly seeing these progress updates. They've got like the stands in; they're just rolling out the cement for the ice and stuff. Uh, they are really close to opening, and I think when this arena is built, I think it's going to be a really addition, cool addition to uh, Seattle. Unfortunately, it's not near the uh, two two big football and baseball stadiums. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because I know you can you can drive down the um, highway. I forget which one that's called. It goes right um, along up above downtown Seattle, and you kind of get a good view of everything. And you can see the two uh, big stadiums. It's kind of on the other side of the city. If you understand what I'm talking about, the yeah, highway. Yeah. Yes, you are very the highway. descriptive. The highway. I'm sorry, I forgot the name. <laughs> because there's only there one. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. You're yeah. okay, dude. I know this is a high school radio station. People probably aren't going to be listening for like you know, peak knowledge of this city. I mean, you've only lived here for what? Okay. 15 years? 50, yeah, all right. It's it's driving. I've only been driving for like a couple of months. Okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, happy yeah. 17th birthday, Will. Oh, yeah, by the way, I yeah. am turning 17 today, which is pretty cool. Happy birthday. Yeah, so Thank we're going to go give Will uh, birthday punches off the air. The Water Brig will be right back. The music and conversation that spans generations never stop on 88.9 The Bridge. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. My name's Will, and I'm here with McLean and Cy. We're going to kick off this tri- segment with some trivia. Um, so I'm hosting, and if you don't know how Water Break trivia works, it's pretty simple. Um, first to three points wins. I'm going to ask questions. Since we're all at home, they're going to buzz in with their names. And the first person to get the question right is awarded the point. And yeah, that's about it. Um, oh, you can steal. And you, you can also steal if the person gets it wrong and still get that point um, using any knowledge you may have gained from the first person's answer. That's about it. And I think now we're ready to get into this. So we'll start off with a really easy one. Hopefully both of you guys know this. Who was the first team to win six Super Bowls? McLean. Who was it? Pats. It was the Steelers. No, Drag. you didn't let me steal. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no. Scam. Well. Actually, no, I, I was I was literally going to say the Packers, but okay. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Packers don't even have six. All right. Oh, that's yeah. my bad. I need to remember that. Okay. Next right. question. The only team to ever have a perfect season and a Super Bowl is the? McLean. Who is it? Finns. The 72 Finns. Yes. No. Okay. Who was the quarterback of that team? Cy. Who was it? Oh, crap. I, I, <laughs> I, I just said my name without knowing. Uh, oh, man. Okay. Um, Take a guess. Come on. <sighs> All right. Let me think. Many would say oh. he's the greatest quarterback to ever play for the Dolphins. Many some would could, say that? Some could even argue he's one of well, the greatest. The, the, greatest the greatest quarterback to ever play for the Dolphins is Dan Marino, I think. Dan Marino right? was not the quarterback. Yeah, but... Hmm. Wait. It wasn't Marino. It was before Marino. Marino was drafted. Yeah, oh, it was show. Uh, we'll um, get, look up the answer really quick before Cy answers. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I don't know the quarterback, but Larry Zonka was a running back. He was the one who really kind of made that offense go. I don't remember yeah. who the quarterback well, I mean, was because they it, just played thought, defense and ran it. They didn't I have like the, a franchise guy, you know? It was the 70s. You didn't from, have to throw the ball. From, from what Will said, greatest 
Dolphins quarterback. I would. I thought it was. My mind just okay. goes straight to Dan Marino. I thought it was Marino. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not okay. having a great day for a host of trivia. Maybe I should stick to, <laughs> to doing it. But that's it's all right. right. It's all right. The winner takes over the questions. host next week. Yeah, exactly. And I got some awesome basketball questions. Um, oh, thank goodness. So, who won the NBA Finals in 2011? Uh, McLean. Let me. All right, who? Let's hear it. Spurs. No, not the Sigh. Spurs. Uh, Cy. Um, I will say the the Dallas Mavericks. That is correct. Yes. And a uh, follow up question on this one. Um, this isn't for any points. Uh, it's one one right now. Who didn't win the NBA Finals in two thousand eleven? I'm looking for a specific name. It's some uh, uh, LeBron McLean. James. <laughs> it was LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, so, as many of you may know, Michael Jordan leads the NBA in points per game. Who is second? Uh, McLean. Yeah. Gonna guess LeBron. No. Sai, you have Cy. you have a guy. Uh, Kobe. No. No. Do you want me to tell you, or should I give you guys more guesses? I feel like you should know this. It's going to be Larry Bird, isn't it? It is not. It was Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain, oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he did have like that. that I mean, granted, the NBA was like back then. It was like a YMCA league back then. But yeah, this is before my time. <laughs> the stats count all the same. Yep. Yeah. So actually, a follow-up question on this one. Uh, Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain are both are the number one and two player, as I just said. Uh, Chamberlain's points per game was at 30.07. Jordan's was at 30.12. Who was third? Actually, not not who was third, but how? what number was their points per game closest to? I'm not looking for like an exact decimal. I just want a rounded answer. I would say 27. It was 27. That's correct. Boom. <laughs> All right. Looks like it's two to one for Cy. Oh, man. But don't worry, because I have a slightly unfair question. For McLean. Yay. Okay. Five teams have had winless seasons in the past. Name three of them. Uh, McLean. Who is it? Okay. Cleveland Browns and Detroit yep. Lions both did it very yep. recently. Uh, way in the past. The uh, Frankfurt Hornets did it, but they're not a team anymore. I'm looking for current actual NBA, current NFL teams. teams. Yeah. Um. I'm I can't can't imagine you would be looking for the Frankfurt Hornets. No, that was not one of them. Yeah, although fun fact, uh their stadium burned down at the end of their season and that's why they're not a team anymore. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. that the league weird. just decided wow. nope, you're cursed and then kicked them out. It was pretty funny after they went 0 and 12. Uh that's current teams, the Lions and Browns are the only ones who've done it in recent memory. Uh, that is correct. Can you name one of the other three teams? The other three teams. The uh, the Jets did it just before the league started, I believe. Before Namath was the quarterback. The Jets I'm looking it? for Super Bowls. Super not, Bowls? Not the, the ones Bowl that era? Creed always talks about how the uh, Vikings win. I'm looking for Super Bowls. So yeah. Super Bowl era winless teams. Super Bowl era wins. Winless so teams. The Saints wouldn't count, even though they did it like way, way long okay. ago. Okay, so the Saints don't count. Mc- no, McLean, If you don't want to answer yet, I can steal this one. I think. No, I no. Uh, 
winless teams. Like, define modern era, because are we doing, like, the 16-game schedule? Because with a 16-game schedule... 16-game schedule. Okay. Although uh, I believe one of the teams I have on here was uh, not the 16-game schedule, but if you give me them, they were in 76. That's Or they were in 60, sorry, but that's not that big of a clue, so... Okay. Uh, well, the Colts, they were the Baltimore Colts back then, but they did go winless back in the 60s. Is that it? That is correct. I don't think it was nice. in the 60s, Ooh. but uh, the Colts were one of them. It was the Cowboys in the 60s. Cowboys in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, because before they were America's team, they were really not much they of a franchise. They were trash. Colts. Yeah. And then what were the other two? Uh, the Buccaneers and, oh, yeah, the Baltimore, the the Baltimore Colts and the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys okay. was the other one. Yeah. So the Bucks, yeah, because the Bucks went winless in their first season. That wasn't sixteen oh. games though. It was fourteen. Yeah. It was fourteen. That's close games. enough. That still counts. Yeah. I would have added on Cowboys just because they're bad. They're True. Bad. All right. So what are we at now? Two to two match <laughs> two, point. Two to two. Yeah. Oh no. Should okay. I give you guys like a like an estimation one where you have to go closest to, or um, should I give you just a pretty straight up question? What do you guys want? You guys can choose. Uh, I'd like a straight up question. Straight up question. All right. This will be a football one. Who has the most yards per carry of all time? Uh, McLean. Who is it? Uh, LT. It is not LT. Durant. Do you want to? Do you want to take a shot at it, Sai? Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Okay. Wait. You said yards per carry. Yeah. Oh man. Um, we are led to assume. Uh, oh, I wait, wait. This this is one of those like fun facts, right? Um, hold on. Is it a, it is a running back? A real question. I will I will give you guys that. So it's oh, got to okay. be like I, I figured that was going to be fairly obvious. It is. So a Sam Darnold back, doesn't yes. count because he's got like Sam two Darnold. career carries for 130 yards. If you manage to do that, no, that would not count. It, this is actual running backs. Okay, because I think John Ryan is actually the Seahawks yards per carry leader at like 39.0 or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's some dudes that because I remember he did that one crazy uh, fake punt thing, but yeah, yeah, that I don't know. I don't think that counts. Okay. Um, I'll give you a hint. Know. It's just slightly over five. It's slightly over five. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna say Barry Sanders. It was not Barry Sanders. That's close. I believe oh. he was third. Yeah, he was third. Oh man. Um, it was actually Jamal. It was Jamal Charles. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Even though he didn't play for that long. Um. Yeah, I mean, when he, he had did the small play, sample he size. was just dynamic, just yeah. crazy. Uh, unfortunately, he, he, had some he quit. He quit while he was ahead. He, yeah, exactly. I don't know why, but I thought this was like a trick question. Before you said it's not, it has to be a running back. I thought you were gonna be like Michael Vick or something. No, it wasn't something like that. I actually wonder what Vick's yards per carry was because I bet it would be fairly high. Well, Vic yeah. had a lot of like one yard quote quote scrambles and of well, course he yeah, would lose yards every time. I he guess sacks would count yeah. against yeah, that's probably true. I wasn't thinking about that. All right. This leaves us um no choice. There are tons of players in the NBA. LeBron James is among one of them. Or among thousands of them. he is one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um on the all time NBA points per game list. Where would you say LeBron James ends up? I'm looking for a number. Uh, you can both go, and just whoever's closest gets the win here because we're tied. Wait, wait. So do you, do you want like 
the number of points he averaged or like I want where he is on the ranking. I'll give you a hint. He is in the top twenty. He's in the top twenty that for helps. points per I, game. Yes. I'm gonna say twelve. All right. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna say a little higher. I'm gonna say eight. Well, neither of you guys were correct. Uh, it was actually sixth um, at oh, 27 points per game. Um, but yeah, Cy right, wins. So Cy wins, and Cy will host next week. Cy, how many okay. times have you done trivia before? Never. This is my first Oh, done. really? Let's well, congratulations oh, wow. on the first Congratulations. Because, yeah, this is the first time you guys included basketball questions. <laughs> I know. I had to make it fair. <laughs> Although, to be yeah. fair, I think we should all know a little bit about football. Yeah, football football is good. I figure that's I just, the most balanced subject. I, I know probably. very little about um I guess hockey and baseball like trivia stuff. Yeah, I like to ask hockey questions sometimes just because no one yeah. really knows that I as know. well. I I'm definitely going to start following hockey once like the Kraken get going, but as of right now like up until now Seattle didn't really have like an NHL team, right? So yeah, exactly. I think really the last time we had an yeah. NHL team was uh, a century ago. Seattle Metropolitans yeah. represent. They had some pretty before cool uniforms. Before my time. That was before time. It was before mo- pretty much yep. all of our times, yeah. Um, but they actually won a Stanley Cup, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Yeah. They're one for oh, one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of trivia. Sai's going to host next week at this time on one of the last couple of water breaks in this year. That's right. We're starting to wind down. The station will turn into the summer uh, programming lineup, which means less student shows and more music. And it'll be definitely a a lineup change. The water break will be going on hiatus, but we'll be back in the fall. Uh, Of course, that's not for a while now. Uh, For this show, we can end out with a very quick Mariners mailbag. Now, what questions do you guys have about the Seattle Mariners? Any? Well, I mean, I ask it every segment. Um, how are the how are the playoff odds looking so far? Playoff odds with every player that gets injured, it's looking less and less. Uh, Kyle Lewis, the stud center fielder, uh, is having some knee issues. He's on the injured reserve right now. Taylor Trammell, the uh, hot hitting outfielder in Tacoma, is taking his spot. Trammell has kind of impressed since coming back up to the big leagues. He's hit a home run uh, already. But, you know, he doesn't have the track record of success that Lewis has. Trammell was like a 137 hitter when he was up with the show. So, you know, not exactly the uh, pinnacle of production. I think that the playoff odds, uh, last week I had them at 5%. I'm going to move them down to 4 I think 1 in 20 of these Mariners teams make the playoffs. Oh, man, that's not good. That's, Uh, yeah. Yeah. One in, How do you one feel about me. their schedule coming up? Because I see I'm seeing a lot of Rangers and a lot of Angels. Um, how are those matchups for us? Uh, well, they've been able to beat the Rangers so far this year, uh, and the Angels we we haven't had to play the Angels except for once. But the Rangers. Uh, Kyle Lewis and Kyle Seager have had the Rangers number. Unfortunately, Kyle Seager's in a bit of a slump, and Kyle Lewis is on the mend getting his knee fixed. So there aren't exactly the same Ranger killers in the lineup. And with, you know, the entire infield still on the injury reserve, except for J.P. Crawford, love you, J.P. Crawford, um, there's not a lot of, you know offense in this lineup. And you need to hit to be able to beat the Rangers. Their offense is very good. 
You know, their their pitching staff is a lot of well-established veterans and overqualified relief pitchers. Uh, Mike Fultonevich is the ace down there, and he's a guy, he's a flyball pitcher who you kind of have to hit out of the park. And with all the power hitters on injured reserve, it's, you know, not like we can reliably count on on J.P. Crawford and Jack Mayfield and Donovan Walton to be barreling balls up. I uh, am bearish on the Mariners' odds against the Rangers, bearish against the Angels, because these are teams that you have to be able to score a lot of runs to beat, because they're teams that will score a lot of runs against you. I think if the Mariners can have a lead late and get the bullpen healthy, the bullpen's been great this year. It's just the offense is, as soon as someone starts heating up, they get injured, you know, kind of without uh without any exceptions i can't think of any hot streak of offense that wasn't immediately paired with an il stint yeah well what kind of what kind of series are you most looking forward to for this year uh i gotta say i'm really interested to see how the team will fare against you know teams that you can sort of beat by scratching runs across they've got a series coming up next week against the tigers the tigers are a team swept seattle last time they were in town but this time i would be interested to see if the mariners can win some pitchers duels you know this team has a lot of soft hitters in the lineup and a lot of great pitchers. This is a team that seems built to win these pitchers' duels type of games rather than getting into slugfests with the Angels and Rangers. I think against the Tigers, we should be uh, looking for those pitchers' duels, especially with Marco Gonzalez back healthy, the staff ace. Gonzalez, Flexen, Sheffield, Dunn, uh, Kikuchi. This has been a solid top of the rotation, and that sixth spot kind of being filled however possible. Uh, it's been LJ Newsom's at times, but LJ Newsom is looking to miss a lot of time. It's currently belongs to Logan Gilbert, but I don't know how long he's actually meant to be here for. Uh, people think he's up for good. I'm not sure if I believe that. The Mariners have kind of put starting pitchers on the Tacoma to Seattle shuttle in the past, uh, most notably. Uh, guys like Chase and Bradford, who really didn't pan out, but also guys like James Paxton, who've turned into quality starting pitchers. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if, you know, they trust Logan Gilbert in those uh, games where it looks like they could be pitchers duels. Uh, and I think the Tigers series will be the first uh, big example of that. How how has Kalanick been doing recently? I know he's supposed to be their big prospect. Uh, is he developing well? Uh, he's been hot and cold with the bat. The power's been there, the contact has not. He's not been taking walks or taking pitches. He's gone with a very aggressive approach that kind of runs counter to a lot of what the rest of the lineup does. He's He swings at a lot of pitches, which has kind of always been in his profile, and is very common to see among rookies. Because, you know, they've always been the best hitter in whatever team they've played on. They've never had to be patient and take pitches before. We're just seeing, uh, with Kelnick a lot of what the team saw uh, the last time they had a quote quote big prospect get called up in Evan White, which was you know lots of uh, line drives and lots of loud outs, uh, getting pretty unlucky early on, uh, but you know swinging the bat well and making lots of contact, not striking out a lot, and it's good to see uh, that Kelnick isn't striking out. He's not striking out. He's contributing with the glove, uh, so he's you know. It's not gone amazing, Kelnick's debut, but it's not gone terribly either. He's kind of the 
de facto fourth outfielder at the moment with uh, Jake Fraley, the much more experienced Jake Fraley, getting some of the playing time ahead of him, as well as Taylor Trammell, the hot bat of the Tacoma Rainiers. Uh, And because Kelnick's being kind of forced into center field because that's where the vacancy is, you know, it's learning a new position, obviously difficult. That might be impacting his bat. But, you know, still a very tiny sample size. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, Will, do you have any more questions? I don't. I I mean, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to to know about Mm -hmm. the Mariners right now. It seems like they're kind of just in that part of the season uh, where there's a lot of time before the playoffs, but you just, you're, you're already sick of it. The baseball season is so long. Yeah, well, yeah, the Mariners' goal this season should be to get to 500 without spending any money, to convince the front office to spend money yeah. in the offseason. And right now, they're at 500. So we're on track to hit our goals, uh, and they've had some pretty bad luck with the injuries. They're actually leading baseball in injured players right now. Oh, wow. So, That's not a great stat crazy. line to be number yeah. one in. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but it's okay because... Uh, because... Uh, uh, we're almost at 500. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the water break on 88.9 The Bridge, uh, the best late night sports show on this station. We're going to sign off now, but the music and conversation spans generations never stops. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge.